Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome into another edition of NBC Sports Washington's Capitals Faceoff Podcast. I am your host, the Capitals correspondent, J.J. Regan. With me today, all the way from Vegas, he is the Capitals insider. He is the Bing to my Google. He is Tark Al-Bashir. Tark? I'm more like your Yahoo to your Google. <laughs> uh, is that good? I don't know. Maybe I, that's not I good. Don't, I don't know. Probably. I don't know either. Eh. I just pulled that out of my butt. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, you know what? We've been pulling a lot of things out of our butt the last day because we were taken by surprise on Monday. Less than two weeks. Oh, a little bit. <laughs> less than two weeks after winning the Stanley Cup, the Capitals now find themselves in need of a new head coach after the resignation of Barry Trotz. Tark, what was your initial reaction when you heard the news? Um, I told everyone, I was actually in the studio, I told everyone who was coming up to me to tell me what they had just seen. I said, give me some time, give me some space, I need to process this. At, at, at different times during the regular season, I would not have been surprised. Even after the Columbus series or, or during the Pittsburgh series at times, I would not be surprised if the end result would have been Barry Trotz leaving this organization uh, one way or another. After winning the Stanley Cup, I thought things changed. Um, winning a championship forges bonds and makes people change their mind. And I thought that as the days went on, you know, they, they, they won the Cup on June 7th. As, as the days moved on, I felt like things were making progress. I, I, I felt like the silence was a good thing. Uh, that maybe they, they were, they were um, hammering out an extension and that Trotz would be the head coach here for a few more years. I was very surprised when I heard that uh, he had stepped down. Once some more of the details became available, uh, you know, a source told me last night as I reported on Twitter that Trotz is asked, um, you know, he's, he's, got a, he's got an agent, Gil Scott, who represents a lot of coaches. His ask was um, five years at $5 million, which is more than twice what his current salary was, even after winning the Stanley Cup, uh, Stanley Cup and getting all those bonuses. Um, and that would have made him the head coach in Washington for nine years had he had he played out the, the, the those five years. Um, so once I started hearing the details, it made a little more sense to me why Trotz told decided that he was worth more and he needed to capitalize on winning a championship. And it also, when you look at the way the team uh, perceives things, do you really want the 
same head coach for nine years when, let's be honest, over the past two years, things have been kind of up and down. If it's possible to be surprised and not surprised at the same time, that was pretty much my reaction to the news. I It looked like that was when you have a head coach who is entering the final year of his deal and does not get extended, and you have a guy on his staff who the team will not allow to interview for other positions, that to me is a clear sign that the team is thinking about the future. But once you win the Stanley Cup, that formula changes. And so I thought with a Stanley Cup in tow, they would be able to get th- something done at the end of the season. I know Brian McClellan and Barry Trotz both said in the exit interview that there were some issues they had to work out. But I expected, I thought there was no chance he'd be gone after after winning the Stanley Cup. I thought there would be a way for them to get things done. It turned out that was not the case and as Brian McClellan said, it was not. A lot of people assumed it was the money that was the issue. He said money was a factor, but the main issue was the term. They didn't want to sign him to the term. Now, just less than two weeks of after winning the Stanley Cup, now their head coach is gone. What do you, What do you think the perception is around the city and nationally as as to how the Caps look now? Well, look, I, this isn't the first time, and it won't be the last time that that a coach won a championship and and moved on. Uh, you know, I, I hate to be a fence sitter here, but I can really understand the position of both sides. And, and typically, I come down pretty hard on one side or another. I'm pretty opinionated, as you know. Um, <laughs> but but when you look at the situation here, Trotz could make more money and get more security for himself and for his family elsewhere. The team felt like, as great as the last eight weeks were. Trotz pushing all the right buttons, directing this team to its first Stanley Cup championship in 44 years, you can't just throw out the previous seven months of peaks and valleys. And maybe when they looked at the fact that if they, let's say they did meet the asking price, nine years is a long time to be the head coach in one city. Um, I, I think studies have shown recently that things go south after usually the second or third year. Uh, you know, NHL coaches have a very short shelf life. You know, it, it was kind of an aberration that Trotz was able to last 15 years in Nashville, his previous stop. So if you're the Capitals and you've been grooming a younger Todd Reardon, 46 years old versus 55 years old for Trotz, you've been trying to get him ready for a head coaching job. Uh, and now you have the head coach asking for a ridiculous, not I shouldn't say ridiculous, because that would just put him in the top four. Yeah, a, a very long term, five years is a lot of a lot of years. I think the prudent move is to go with the younger guy for less money, who is going to bring along the same system and already has a relationship with the players. I don't think it makes the Capitals necessarily look bad. I don't think it makes Trotz look bad. I think Trotz is capitalizing on on. A, a changing landscape. Coaches 10 years ago were lucky to make $800,000. They're now making $5 million. Not all of them. You know, the top five or six, the Stanley Cup winning coaches have. Uh, he wants to cash in. I don't hold that against him. He also is probably probably feels a little jilted and a little burned by the way they kept him twisting in the wind last offseason. Right. Uh, as you and I know, he has talked about this epiphany that he had last offseason. And he never goes into it, and even though we've pressed him, he won't tell us what it is. But I have to imagine it had something to do with being in the game for 18 years, being 
top 10 in all-time wins or top six at that time in all-time wins and not getting an extension. And so you, you factor in those bad feelings that probably didn't go completely away with winning the Stanley Cup. And you end up with the situation you are in right now. And, look, I think moving forward, the Capitals are going to hire Todd Reardon. And, you know, he's the, he's the defenseman whisperer. He's got the ear of Brooks Orpik and John Carlson and uh, Matt Niskanen. Uh, he's done a pretty good job with that group, developing that group. Dimitri Orloff is where he is because of uh, Reardon's uh, tutelage. He's the architect of the power play, which has been perennially potent, one of the best in the league. I don't know. I, I, if you're a Caps fan, you shouldn't be overly upset. It's not like one of your stars left. It's probably a shock because they just won the Stanley Cup two weeks ago. But right. I, I wouldn't be freaking out at the moment. For everyone who is freaking out right now, I would caution you that half of you were after Trotz's head at the end of the last season. So Half, like 75%. <laughs> yeah. So I do find... After last, year, after last year, we're talking about after November, people were, people were calling for Trotz. <laughs> That's true. People were telling me the last two, three weeks of the season that Brian McClellan should show some balls and make a change just to shake things up going into the going into the postseason. Yeah, which, so, which is crazy. Yeah. But crazy. I, I got. I, I do have to say though, I find it odd that they were willing to give Barry Trotz four years before he won a Stanley Cup, and now unwilling to give him five. And I do understand McClellan's explanation he came out and said look that would put him here for nine years nhl coaches don't have that that staying power um i think the five-year term is probably a sticking point you know you have a coach that's been here four years you know you do another five that's nine years there's not many coaches with that that have that lasting ability um you know it's it's a long time and it's a lot of money to be committing to that to a coach and I did look it up. There's only one NHL coach right now who has been with his team for more than five years, and that is uh, Joel Quinville with the Chicago Blackhawks. But I do find it odd that they went into this negotiation with the mentality of, what, you want five years? Well, you're not going to last that long after he won the Stanley Cup. That, that does ring a bit odd to me. Look, if, if it were $5 million per year over three years, I think there's something to negotiate on mm-hmm. there. Maybe you knock it down to 4.5. That still doubled his salary from the. It, it was the years, and I can, I can kind of understand where they're coming from. Yeah. I, I just that, a lot of times he'd be 61 years old when the contract expired. You know, uh, teams are going for younger coaches who can connect better with their younger players. The league is getting younger. You know, guys are coming into the league at 19, 20 years old as as projects. Now they're not coming to the league as 21, 22 year old, you know, finished, finished pieces now. And I can totally understand where the team is coming from. And you're trying to re-sign John Carlson and who's his coach. Scott Reardon. Mm-hmm. That's the guy he spends the most time with. Um, he's the most important uh, decision they're going to make this off season. Going forward, you know, the development of Christian juice and Madison Bowie, and Jonas Siegenthaler and Lucas Johansson; those are going to be the biggest, the biggest things for this team going forward. Is going to be how those that group comes along. Who knows them? Who has coached them? Who is, has a proven track record of connecting with young defensemen and teaching them how to play the game in the modern game and succeed in short order? It's Todd Reardon. I, 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 I think we can't, we can't overlook the fact that. It's not like they're saying goodbye to the head coach and then they're starting this 
international huge search and they don't know what direction they want to go in. Right. You read between the lines, they're saying goodbye to a guy who wanted a huge raise and a lot of term for you've been grooming this younger guy anyway, and now he's ready. Here's your opportunity to mm-hmm. make a move. Yeah. So, go on. No, I was, I was going to say, you know, never one who's calling Ted cheap, Ted Leonis, the owner cheap. You know, look at what Scott Brooks earns. You know, I mean, he he pays market value. I mean, he's not cheap. The, the, the Capitals are a capped-out team. Right, they're they, a capped team. They spend every dime that they're allowed to spend under the NHL CBA. Um, uh, at times, they spend a little more. I mean, they, they, they stay at the finest hotels. They, they fly around on the nicest jets. They aren't cheap. This isn't anything about being cheap. This is, this is a lot more deep than people saying Ted didn't want to spend the money. That's not what it was about. They had a younger guy that they've been grooming ready for this job, and when the Stanley Cup winner came in with a demand they didn't want to meet, they said, good luck to you. Yeah, I honestly under- I understand both sides here. I think there was middle ground that they could have they could have come to an agreement, and I feel like from what I, now granted we've got we're getting this from Brian McClellan, but I feel like there was middle ground there, and Barry Trotz was basically look you put me in a prove it year, I did it, I'm not going to come down from my demands like I'm a Stanley Cup winning coach, and if you're not willing to meet in the middle, well, then I, I'm not surprised that the Capitals weren't going to just simply give him what he wanted. So I understand both sides of view there. I also, you know, the funny thing about this is that this is, this was pretty, assuming that they hired Todd Reardon, this seems like it was the plan all along, you know, to, to make sure, to promote him to associate coach, not allow him to, to interview for other head coaching jobs to go into the final year of Barry Trotz's deal. And, you know, just in case they won the Stanley Cup, well, there was an automatic extension there, and then they could they could work out a new deal from there. So it just it seems like the plan was Todd Reardon's going to be the next head coach. After this season, we can replace Barry Trotz. And then winning the Stanley Cup was sort of a happy accident, <laughs> you know, something they did not expect to happen. But they're going to end up with the coach that they wanted anyway. So... It's kind of bizarre the way it worked out that they wanted to replace their coach. They had a new coach in mind, and they win a Stanley Cup, and they're still going to get the coach that they wanted. Interesting how it all works out. We will talk more about the future of both Todd Reardon and Barry Trotz after a quick word from our sponsor. Welcome back. Well, Tarek, we talked a lot about what has happened. Now let's move on to what will happen. Over under on how long it takes for Todd Reardon to get hired in the next... 30 minutes or in the next 45 minutes? Well, I, I mean, look, I, it, I pressed McClellan on that yesterday. Um, he said it's going to be hard to carve out some time for a sit-down interview here in the next little while. I mean, look how busy the next few days are. I just landed in Las Vegas for the awards. I don't think Brian McClellan is going to be out here. But what's going to happen here in the next few days is McClellan and his team of scouts and front office members are going to relocate to Dallas. Um, I don't know their itinerary, but I'd be surprised if they aren't headed in that direction already uh, to set up camp uh, for the draft, which is Friday and Saturday night. That's the biggest thing they do every year next to free agency. They'll be interviewing players. They'll be, do, they'll be interviewing agents. You know, this is, this is kind of, you know, even though it's about the, it's the entry draft, it's about the 18-year-olds who are coming into the league. Well, guess who represents those 18-year-olds? the same guys who represent John Carlson and other people. So if you want a face-to-face meeting with John Carlson's agent, you're going to have it at the draft. 
so that's what's going to be happening over the next several days. So, so um, McClellan really is swamped. Uh, and then he comes back, and then it's development camp. He'll be watching every single practice and um, scrimmage there, trying to figure out who the next cap- next crop of capitals are going to be. And then it's July 1, and it's time to start um, making your moves. Uh, you know, And in between there, there's going to be a negotiating period with um, uh, the other free agents from, from other places. So I could see this dragging out for a little while. Uh, which I think works in Todd Reardon's favor. Uh, it gives him more time to prepare and put together a you know a really good framework and a and a and a, and a plan. That said, he's been in Kettler Capital Iceplex and Capital One Arena for 40 years now. If Brian McClellan doesn't know what he brings to the table, then someone hasn't been paying attention. Um, it, it's just like when you're up for a promotion at your own job and you've been there for a few years. Do they want to hear you articulate a plan and hand them a three-ring binder with how you're going to defend the Stanley Cup or, or get to the, to get the company to the next level? Of course they do. That said, they already know who you are. They know your DNA. They know your work habits. They know your how you deal with coworkers, everything about you at this point. So if you read between the lines, and I did yesterday, Todd Reardon is going to be the next head coach of the Capitals as long as he doesn't throw up all over himself in the next – week and that's not happening mm-hmm. Todd has been getting ready for this job for two years now if not longer the question in my mind is going to be when this news conference is going to happen not if right I would be more surprised if Reardon did not get the job than I was when Barry Trotz resigned I think it is almost certainly it's Todd Reardon's job to lose I would be stunned if he doesn't get it he offers an, a level of familiarity with the players that few teams get when they get a new head coach. And clearly this is someone that they've been excited about for a few years now as a possible head coaching uh, candidate. So I would be stunned. And Brian McClellan even said that he was essentially their only candidate to this point. We're going to start with Todd here. And, um, you know, I think we've been grooming him to be a head coach, whether for us or for someone else. Um We'll see how the talk goes with him, and then we'll make a decision based on that. If, it's, if it goes well, um, you know, we'll pursue Todd, and if it doesn't, we'll open it up a little bit. So I, it's, it's certainly his job to lose. I think this was always the plan, so I, I can't imagine him not getting the job. But you're right. He does have to at least prove that he's ready for it uh, in the job interview. Uh, let's move on to Barry Trotz now. Where do you think he goes from here? Airport. <laughs> <laughs> where where everyone with a cell phone camera is taking pictures of him. Yeah, where, where he just <laughs> landed in Seattle, right? I think that's what I saw. I think the, the last thing I saw was um, he, he was in Newark Airport catching a connection maybe to Seattle. Mm-hmm. Look, I, I've, I've played this game with coaching. Who's the next coach game long enough? I, I've been in this business 22 years. I've also interviewed for jobs at various companies over the years. And you know what happens when you're a free agent and you're looking for a job? you meet other managers from other companies in hotels that are often connected to airports. Mm So I'm not saying the location doesn't matter that he was in Newark. Ooh, that's close to the Islanders, sort of not wrong state, but you know, still the Metro area. Now he's in Seattle. Hey, they got a team coming into the league in a couple of years. I'm not saying location doesn't matter, but I can say this coaching searches are often done behind closed doors and are very discreet. And, 
you can have the, you can have a meeting at Newark Airport with the general manager of a team in the Western Conference. Right. Period. He's on his way to Dallas. He's on his way to visit somebody in his family, and Trotz becomes available. He calls his agent. Hey, where's Trotz going to be? Well, he's actually connecting in Newark. What time? What's the time frame? You guys want to meet at the Marriott there at two o'clock? That's how these things often happen. And I would caution people from reading too much into it. Sometimes it's obvious. And it's like, you know, you're overthinking it. Ah, yeah, so he was, in, he was there because he's interviewing in that city for a job. But sometimes it's not. So I would say just proceed with caution, folks. Right. Um, it, 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 connecting the dots. It's not as easy as tracking Dan Snyder's plane back in the day. Do you remember, remember that? Oh, yes. Someone, someone would always get the, the numbers off the tail of his jet, and then they would track to see what city he was going. Oh, he's in Houston. He's got to be going after the Texans DN. Oh, he's in San Francisco. He's going after the nose tackle from the 49ers. <laughs> that was always fun, and it didn't usually work out. So Right. There is one current head coaching position available in the NHL. That is with the New York Islanders. If I am Barry Trotz, I am not touching that job with a 10-foot pole. Nobody should touch that job until they figure out what's going on, going on with John Tavares because that's the difference between a team with the pieces in place to build a round and a team that needs to completely start over. So I, I know that's the only position available. There's no reason for If I'm him, there's no reason I would take that job. Barry Trotz just won a Stanley Cup, so he can afford to wait until the right position comes to him. And last year was the first year a coach was not fired during the season since 1967 when the league expanded. So chances are some positions are going to become available during the season. So he can wait for the right position to come to him. Also, I, I've seen the pictures of him where he's reportedly in Seattle. I don't know if that's true. I, as you said, Tarek, you can't read too much into that. Yes, I, 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 just to piggyback off what you're saying here, the one thing I would say also is there's got to be three or four general managers who are having conversations with their ownership right now going, hey, Perry Trotz is better than the schlub we have right now. Yes. What do you think? Right. Here's what they're asking for. I mean, St. Louis, standing upgrade probably. How's Bruce Boudreaux doing in Minnesota? I don't know. Buffalo Sabres seemed to underachieve last year. I mean, there, there's some teams out there where, you know, if you're if you're the general manager, you you, you owe it to your ownership to at least have a conversation, right. or see if you can upgrade at a very important spot uh, in your organization. That said, also, what is where did Barry Trotz before winning the Stanley Cup? Where did he make his name? Building the National Predators into a respectable organization. Of course, he had the help of a very good general manager. Seattle's coming into the league in a couple of years, right? Yes. He's got the, he's got the experience of, of building teams from the ground up. Now, it's not, he's not going to have, you know, the garbage roster that he had his first year in, with the Predators. It's going to be very similar to what they had in uh, in Vegas this year. Uh, that said, he knows what it's like to start with an office and no employees and build from there. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I, at his age, does he want to be bothered with <laughs> with starting over? You know, building in it, maybe, maybe not. But um, he's going to have options. He he holds all the cards right now. He has all the leverage. He just won the Stanley Cup. He did a fantastic job coaching the Capitals from from beginning to end this year, and he's going to be able to call his shot. Yeah. If you're if you're Seattle, he should be the top of at the top of your list. 
because he helped build a team in Nashville with a terrible roster, and now he's going to get a much better roster, and he has experience doing this, and a Stanley Cup. He should be at the very top of your list. But that is a long time to wait. I mean, we're not talking about a year like Gerard Gallant. We're talking about, what, 2020, I think, at the earliest? And that team hasn't even been approved yet. I mean, it's, right. it's going to be, but at the earliest, that team, I believe, is going to start playing in 2020. I don't know if he wants to, to wait that long. But but it would be a perf it would seemingly a perfect fit. Well, there. but 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 remember, but remember this this will get this is going to get approved, um, you know, the next few months. Yeah. And then yeah. just like George McPhee in Vegas, and I, Gerard Glant came on a little later than than usual, but they'll start pre- preparing, making preparations and everything. Oh yeah. Um, you know, by early next year for yep. the start of the yep. 2021 season. Definitely. Now it's time to take a quick word from our sponsor before we wrap up. Welcome back. Tark, this was just the beginning of what is a busy week for the Capitals. Why don't you tell them what's on the slate this week? Well, uh, as you mentioned at the Open, I, I just arrived in Las Vegas at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino tomorrow night. We're going to have the NHL Awards, which is always a hoot. It's always a blast. It's a lot of fun. Um, Alex Ovechkin is going to claim his seventh. Uh, Maurice Richard, uh, Rocket Richard trophy for leading the league in goals with 49 this year. That ties in with Bobby Hull for the most times anyone has led the league in goals, which is pretty awesome. Uh, so yeah, he's gonna he's gonna have some more hardware. Nicholas Backstrom has tagged along with him because the Stanley Cup winning team is always represented um, out here at the awards. They'll field some questions from reporters. Obviously, the Washington Post, the Washington, we're all here because we haven't heard from the players about Barry Trotz and Todd Reardon and what went down on Monday. Uh, so those will be the, no one's going to be asking him about can he score 49 goals or repeat as Stanley Cup champion. All the questions are going to be about Barry Trotz and Todd Reardon. And so I'm looking forward to that. And then um, for myself and for the core of media that travels with the Capitals and the Capitals support staff, many of whom were on my plane this morning um, out of DCA, it'll be straight to Dallas where the draft will uh, get started on Friday with the first round. Uh, rounds two through seven, I believe, are on Saturday. And just about everyone jets out of town Saturday night. But the Capitals have draft picks in all but the fifth round. They traded their fifth rounder for Tyler Grayovac last summer to be uh, compliant with the rules of the expansion draft because they wanted to protect Tom Wilson. So a lot's going on, and then we land. You know, like I said, we all get in probably middle of the night Sunday, uh, catch a breather, and then development camp players start reporting on Monday, including the players who were just drafted. So I, I think the first on ice session is on Tuesday at Kettler. So I know a lot of fans are fans like to get out of the heat and come in and see their um, see their young uh, prospects and where they're at. And I know it's always a good catch up for the media too to kind of you know see who's gotten bigger, who's who's gotten stronger, who looks like they're getting close to challenging for a spot in DC. And then you get a couple of days after that, and then it's free agency. So it's a whirlwind, man. It, it the really yeah. it, it, it's funny. The question I get the most from people, and I got it twice in the airport and once on the plane today. Hey, good to see you, man. What do you guys do now that the season's over? <laughs> I, I just laugh. I'm like, if you, I'm getting on a plane right now. I'm not going to Vegas for vacation. Uh, I mean, it's the best job in the world, but it doesn't really slow down. The business of hockey doesn't really slow down until about uh, July 10th or so. Uh, that's about when the last big-name free agents are gone. 
and that's when, uh, for the most part, it really gets into the nitty-gritty procedural stuff after that. And then in August, you can't get anyone on the phone. <laughs> everyone, go, everyone goes to their lake house, and they're out of range, which is good. And then everyone shows up about September 2nd to start getting ready for training camp, and off we go. That's how much shorter this offseason is going to be. At this point last year, the Capitals would have already been off for almost more than a month. Yeah. More than a month, so short off season. I didn't realize how short the off season was until I looked at the schedule for this week, and I went, "Oh my gosh, there's so oh, yeah. much going on already." Quick note on the mailbag podcast: we recorded a mailbag podcast on Monday, about an hour or two before the news broke about Barry Trotz. Uh, so obviously, we had to delay that. That will come out sometime later this week, but. Because we didn't know Barry Trotz had just resigned, we you're going to have to listen to it with that in mind. But we will get that out to you because we think it's important to answer the questions that you took the time to write to us. If you have, if you want to have a question read and answered on the next podcast, you can send it into CapitalsFaceOff at gmail.com. If you like the podcast, you can subscribe anywhere podcasts are available and be sure to give us a good rating and review. Those things really do matter to help spread the word about the show. Tarek, please stop. Gambling on the company credit card, I told you already that that is generally frowned upon when you're well, in Vegas. Well, JJ, I don't gamble on the company credit card. I do gamble. <laughs> um, my expense reports are pretty squeaky clean for the most part, mm-hmm. but, but there is, I've already incurred an expense that's going to get me in some trouble. What's that? I got here at 11 o'clock in the morning, and the lady at the MGM when I was checking in said, Sir, your room isn't going to be ready till 3 unless you want to upgrade to some other room. And I knew I had to do this podcast. I knew I had to do this podcast. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't do it in the lobby. I couldn't do it at Starbucks. I got to do an NHL network hit in about 20 minutes. So I upgraded. And so I'm in a King suite overlooking the strip. <laughs> and at some point, someone's going to go, Tark, was it necessary for you to get a King suite overlooking the strip? And I'm going to go, yes, it was. Yes, because needed. you needed to do the Capitals Face Off podcast, the flagship podcast of the network. Everything, Precisely, people. Yep, exactly. every, everything we do here cycles around this podcast. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm, I'm, that's going to get flagged, and I'm going to have to come up with a good, good excuse. Now that I've talked about it publicly, it's, it's probably going to be harder for me to come up with an excuse, but yep. it's the truth. I need to get into a room to do my work. <laughs> probably. Anyway, thanks. Tark, Tark, don't wait for clean room. <laughs> thanks, as always, for tuning in for the Tark Al Bashir. This is JJ Regan. Now Thank let's you. get the puck out of here. Later.